Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine and I am joined here today with... Scrooge McKenzie. And this is a show where we force our interests upon one another. And guess what, guys? It's my week. Now you're in my house. What you gonna do about it, Scrooge? Uh, well, I haven't been here in a while. I think the last time I was here was our NFL jerseys episode. Oh, Jesus. So How throw- can you remember that? Throwback from episode one of season one, which I guess is just still episode one. Sorry, of course I remember the last time you were on. You're a dear friend, and I always remember all of my guests. Exactly. Every week, it's a different person. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's lovely. But today, Scrooge, thank you so much for coming in all the way out from uh, Michigan which is where you're from now, I decided. Um, and, you know, you came out today because you wanted to be introduced into the wonderful world of musical theater. And we are going to be talking about and reviewing six randomly chosen songs from the multitude of work of the composer Andrew Lloyd Webber. So we'll be right back to break down some songs of Andrew Lloyd Webber's. so much for joining us today. So today, we are really hard forcing Scrooge into the world of musical theater. And how better to do so than to start with, honestly, the composer that most people experience, musical theater nerds experience first as teenagers. I don't think very many musical theater kids are, you know, fortunate enough to discover Sondheim right off the bat or anything. Um, So most people's first exposure to musical theater in some way or another is Andrew Lloyd Webber because he's produced so many musicals, so many of the big, great musicals. A lot of them have been made into movies. Uh, He's just, he's everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like everyone's first obsession is with one of those big name musicals generally. So what I did is it's kind of a fun game I decided to play with Scrooge's mind, poor guy. Uh, So what I did is I picked out six songs of Andrew Lloyd Webber's, and I had him listen to them. Uh, Now, he's not a musical theater guy, so he's never heard any of these songs. He has no idea the context of the show or anything, basically. Um, So I had him rate them solely based off of the song itself, not knowing anything about the characters, lyrics, or the shows. So, um, we are going to kind of just list them off in order, and the songs I picked, I tried to pick some that maybe would be recognizable, or at least from recognizable shows, and some that were a little more obscure. So some of them are like my personal favorites, some of them are just from big shows. So, tell us what the first song that you picked was, your least favorite song that we listened to. Uh, that song would be the, The Music of the Night. The Music of the Night, you guys, you just heard it. Uh, do you have, before I tell you all about this song in the musical, did you have any first impressions from this? How do you picture the characters singing this? Do you have any guesses of what show or what type of show it might be from? I have no idea. I have literally no idea. Uh, I tried to explain to the real Jasmine Sherman that, um, not only am I like a musical theater, uh, novice, I'm basically a musical theater, um, 
virgin abstinence. Um, <laughs> it's chosen. Let's make uh, that clear. <laughs> I just I have literally no understanding of the musical world. I did not grow up listening to them. I think we touched on this two episodes ago when we talked about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. And so true. this is all a brand new world to me, you know, cue the Aladdin song. And <laughs> I am just trying to keep up. So no, I haven't seen any of these musicals. I've never heard these songs before. And just for a little bit of context here, uh, we are recording this episode at one o'clock in the morning. And this first song is like really, really <laughs> low tempo. And I'm trying to make sure I stay awake to finish this episode. And this song trying to put me to sleep. Of okay? course, it's a music of the night. It's like lullaby. What it's night are purpose. you talking about? I mean, the night downtown, people are people are bumping. Like, what are we talking about? This is like, like we're trying to be quiet, but maybe you shouldn't be singing. <laughs> <laughs> so general overall impression of this song, slow, drags on, confused. In the words of J.K. Simmons, it's not my tempo. <laughs> not my tempo. See, I didn't even curse. I, I bleeped myself. Yes. So proud of me. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about this song, Music of the Night. And for actually for fun, I rated them myself. Music of the Night of this list was my number two choice. Um, it's up there because it is from the so popular musical... Number two out of how many songs? Again? Six. We're doing six. So this did was my. Did you give it a five? Like, did you like rank it like in a five star rating or a ten star rating? Oh, I just I just ranked them one you through six. I didn't give do them the. A star? No, I didn't give them a star. But I can make it up on the spot. On the spot. Yeah, ten star rating. I give this song a solid eight. Okay. <laughs> so this song is from the musical The Phantom of the Opera. Oh. So I'm sure you've heard of that musical, right? I've heard of that musical, yes. I've heard of it. I haven't heard it. <laughs> See, I was thinking about picking the song The Phantom of the Opera, but like it's a little too blatantly obvious when it's like the Phantom of the Opera is here inside your mind. Like you can guess it, right? Um, but this is the music of the night. So the Phantom, the story is in a nutshell, as brief as I can say it, creepy dude. Uh, living underneath the theater. He's got an effed up face. He's kind of like a reject, so he's just been like living in the basement of the theater and the sewers of the theater his whole life, um, you know, because he's this monster and he doesn't want us to be seen by the light of day because people would torment and humiliate him, whatever. Um, so this is a theater and there's this uh, young and upcoming opera singer, Christine, and he hears her music from within the pipes of the theater and he hears her singing and he is so inspired that he decides to come up from the sewers and be her tutor and help her and and try to inspire her he she is his muse her, her voice is so amazing that he writes this whole show for her and he is singing to her in this song about the music of the night and how she inspires him and how you alone can make my song take flight help me make the music of the night and it's just like this weird moment where he's taken her down to his little theater dungeon and seducing her in a weird magical spooky way if you go if you can sing good as a guy you can bring a girl into a, a river dungeon okay well you know yeah <laughs> i mean without being able to see the song being performed or being able to see the rest of the show it doesn't really leave a whole lot for my imagination it just sounded like somebody just randomly singing about stuff that i wasn't sure about what he was singing about 
All I knew is that he was singing it real slow and real low, and I wasn't sure where he was going. To be perfectly fair, uh, the lyrics are vague, and there's no plot. And we know how much you hate no plot. I don't do no plot. <laughs> okay? I don't want a torch song, okay? I, I just... need forward-moving momentum. Don't just tell me about your feelings. Like, if there's not going to be a plot, then it at least has to be fun. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. So a couple other facts about Phantom of the Opera real quick before we move on. Uh, Phantom of the Opera was written and released in 1986. Uh, uh, Charles Hartley and Richard Stilgo did the book and the lyrics. It won so many freaking awards that I didn't even list them down. It won so many Tonys, actress, musical, uh, featured actress, direction, yada, 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 going on and on. Um, it has been one of the longest running shows on Broadway ever. And uh, it's been made into a movie, of course. It's in the guest bedroom if you ever feel like perusing and giving it a watch. Um, <laughs> dead silence. Yep. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But one last fun fact for you about Phantom of the Opera. The person that you heard singing, who is singing so slow and so destitutely boringly, was actually someone you might know. Because we did listen to the movie recording. And it was Gerard Butler. Who? Gerard Butler? Who's that? All right, never mind. You can look him up on IMDb later. I guess you actually don't know Gerard Butler. I don't, not by name, maybe if I saw the face. All right, I'll look it up here real quick. Hey, basically, when I was a kid, this was one of the first movie musicals that I watched, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. I, like, fell in love with Gerard Butler in that moment. Because let's be honest, he makes a hot half of a face of a man. Oh, okay, yeah, the guy from 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him. He yeah. can sing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, most people in Hollywood, I feel like, or at least I feel like a good chunk of them can sing. Fair. Like, I'm not really ever surprised when one of them just, like, busts out into a song. I'm just like, there's probably a reason you're a really An famous actor and theatrical actress. person. I feel like they all know how to sing and dance. And at they all apparently know how to produce and direct. They just all just figure it out. Right. And yeah. write and do everything. Yeah, they just do it all. And then the, yeah. and they can do, like, crazy accents and... They can do action scenes. They can learn how to be, like, superheroes. They're all just apparently, you know, jack-of-all-trades, jill-of-all-trades. They are all, um, what's the word for it? Swiss Army Knives. Yes. Small promotion for that um, Daniel Radcliffe film. Yeah. Sponsor us. <clears throat> Please? <laughs> Don't, actually. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's fair. That's a, you know, without context of the show, it's a kind of obscure and random song. Very fair. So we'll move on to the next one now. What was your uh, number five pick? Tell Me on a Sunday. Tell Me on a Sunday. Okay. So general thoughts about this song, about the character and or show you think it might be from, any general feelings? I have no idea where it's from. All I could think about while listening to this song was that it's the exact same feeling I had about the last song, which was the tempo was just driving me nuts. However, I will say that I did really like the piano in the background. I thought that it was really nice. soothing. And I also thought to myself that if this wasn't in English and it was just some language I didn't understand... You'd like the melody? It reminded me a lot of the same exact like melody of like... Um, I don't like tale as old as time. Okay, interesting. That just like kept popping into my head the whole time. I felt like I was like I was just, like singing to myself. I was just thinking about Beauty and the Beast. I was just like, oh, this just reminds me really a lot of that song. 
I can see that. It's interesting you bring that up. Couple uh, quick facts about Andrew Lloyd Webber real quick. Some people have accused him of plagiarism. Um, often. Uh, I don't think that this song was plagiarized from Tale, of, Tale as Old of Time, but there have been many different instances where people say that melody sounds a lot like that melody. But, you know, regardless, whatever. Um, but, uh, the other interesting fact about Andrew Lloyd Webber is actually he only writes and composes the music, the instrumental. He does not write any of the lyrics for any of his music. So you might be thinking, oh wow, this is a really great song, so you probably actually really like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Maybe you just don't like the lyrics that uh, Mr. Don Black decided to put on top of it. Maybe. So, this is Tell Me on a Sunday. This is from a show which actually I didn't really know that much about before doing this episode. It was just that when I was a kid, I got a CD box set of Andrew Lloyd Webber songs, and I loved this song because I thought it was beautiful and I could sing along to it, and I still to this day think it is a wonderful and beautiful song that sounds great in my voice, and I'm a singer, so I'm just, I selfishly like this song a lot. That being said, I still put it in my number five spot because, um, arguably the lyrics are kind of terrible. Uh, take, take me to a zoo, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, what was I saying? Take me to a zoo. Yes. Um, uh, it's okay. T- take over. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was listening to this song and I really thought that like, I really wanted to like it, but I was just having a hard time kind of understanding some of the words that she was saying. Um, so, but I thought that like, it really sounded like something that I wanted to give extra attention to, but I was having a hard time figuring out exactly like what could be going on in the story, whatever story it is going on. And what story is this from? So it's, um, so tell me on a Sunday is a one woman show actually. And I don't know much about the story except that it's just this one woman and her trip to America and apparently she falls in love at some point. But it's interesting because originally this t- song cycle was supposed to be lyricized by his best friend Tim Rice, who is like his lyricist for all of his big, big musicals. But uh, it turned out Tim Rice was writing all of his lyrics for this woman, Elaine, who he was having a horrid affair with. Ooh. And then Andrew Lloyd Webber realized, oh, you're just writing all these songs for Elaine to, for her to do the part, and I don't approve of you being a cheating bastard, so you're not writing the lyrics anymore, buddy. Ooh. Yeah, a little the, bit of drama there. The drama. The drama of it all. But Tell Me On a Sunday came out in 1979, um, and I don't think it was actually probably that good. I'm just going to guess. Um, you don't actually know? I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never listened to all the music. I just so really like this one song. So you haven't seen it either? No. <laughs> And here I thought you were the authority. No, I just like this song. Terrible. I know, I'm awful. But you can talk about how awful I am more in the next segment where we'll be going over your number four and number three choices. There is a reoccurring theme of season two. If you don't know, now you know. And that theme is that we are breaking out a bunch of new segments, and our newest one is called Trivia Time. What is it called? Um, Trivia Time. It is glorious. Uh, for <laughs> today's Trivia voice. Time, it's a great voice. I hated that one. That was great. Okay, for today's okay. Trivia Time. It's Trivia Time. Oh no, I don't know. Which one's better? Uh, the first one was They're better. They're both terrible. Will you tell us what we're doing for Trivia Time today? Oh, well, to stay on topic, um, 
Scrooge here is going to, I just found a random uh, trivia quiz on some site on the- It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Scrooge is going to be asking me some trivia about musicals. Um, so the quiz is, can you guess these musicals based on one random song lyric? So uh, take it away. Okay, so all you got to do is just believe you can be who you want to be. The options are Chicago, Newsies, Dear Evan Hansen, Lemmys. See, this is this is like very vague, and it could belong to a lot of different musicals. I know it's not Chicago. I, um, Dear Evan Hansen is gonna be my guess. Yes. You are correct. Hey, Mister No Name Kid. So who might you be? That's Newsies. That is Newsies. What? Oh, That's the Heather's? You oh are my gosh. Incorrect. Are you kidding me? I just it sounds like a little newsboy would be like, hey Mr. No Name Kid, what might your name be? You know oh, I'm so annoyed. Hey, they sang about tomorrow and tomorrow never came. Dear um, Evan Hansen, Cats, Les Mis, 13 the Musical. Oh, uh, I have no idea, so I'm gonna guess 13 the musical. No. That's from my mi- Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Uh-oh. Question number four out of ten. Uh, We're going to ten people. I'm gonna rouge my knees and roll my stockings down and all that jazz. That's Chicago. Chicago it is. You're two... Two for four. Not great. Two for four. 50%. You gotta do better. When your hope is gone, your friend is on your side. Cats Avenue Q, 13 the musical, Les Mis. God. Oh, that's that's tough. Um... I'm going to say 13 the musical because I don't recognize the lyric. Oh, yeah. three out of five. Okay, so not a sound from the pavement. Has the moon lost her memory? Heathers, Hamilton, Avenue Q, Cats. That is Cats, baby. Ooh, four out of six. Okay, question number seven. Ain't it a fine life carrying the banner through it all? That one's Newsies. <laughs> there we go. Oh, on a roll now. Question number eight. You'll remember you belong to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Phantom. No Hamilton. Oh, joy. Gosh. You'll be back. Duh. I'm a, oh, I'm a loser. I am going to go promptly away from everywhere and cry. Question number nine. Woke up today feeling the way I always do. That's hairspray. So it is. Final question. Let us be glad. Let us be grateful. Oh, God. Hamilton, Heathers, be more chill or wicked? I'm going to just guess wicked because why wouldn't it be? Because I don't like the show. All right. You got seven out of ten. That's 70%. You're a C student. <laughs> Thanks. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really, really glad to know that. Ah, I'm so disappointed in myself. How can I not? You'll remember. I'm. I'm so ashamed about the Hamilton one. The other two I feel fine about. Hamilton one I'm ashamed about. Okay, everyone. This has been Trivia Time, and next time it's my time. We'll see you next time on mm, Trivia Time. All right. Thanks for coming back, everybody. We are trucking right along here, moving right along with the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber top six songs that I randomly chose. Countdown with Scrooge. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Not to be forgotten, that last name there. It is uh, iconic, some would say. So, Scrooge, what is your number four choice of randomly selected songs that I prepared for you? Uh, the song is 
by the name of McCavity. Oh, okay. All right. I'm glad you decided to put it down again upon a second listen. Uh, um, <laughs> it is from the musical Cats. Good guess! <laughs> See, I told I just, you you could get some of them. Just went out on a limb there. <laughs> <laughs> song about a cat that says cat in a lot. Uh, yes. Good guess. So what do, you, what do you think about this song? Who do you think this McCavity is? And how do you think it plays into the plot of Cats? I've never seen Cats, so I don't know how it plays in to the plot of Cats. However, I did kind of pick up on the fact that Cats takes place in London or in England. Uh, it's, it's unclear. <laughs> well, they said something about Scotland Yard, which is yeah. the... You know, which is like the police station, like a famous police station in England. Oh, it, it must take place in London then. I never picked up on that. So, good job. Um, yeah. So here I am with my deductive reasoning skills. <laughs> and all I could think about was Tom and Jerry. Not because of Cats, but because the like beginning music in that song just reminds me of the opening do, 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 do. of Tom yeah. and Jerry. And all I could think about was, okay... This is about cats. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew Lloyd Webber really hit it on the nose is what you're saying. I guess so. I just felt like I was like, by the time that we got like half of this through the song, I was just like, it sounds like McCavity is just a cat. You know, he's, he's mischievous. He's getting into stuff. Just he's a regular causing, old guy. Causing mayhem. Sounds like our cat. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, uh, McCavity is the quote-unquote villain of the quote-unquote story. Um, <laughs> Cats doesn't really have a plot at all. Basically, how Cats was created is... Is that why the movie didn't do so good? They probably tried, I think they tried to insert a plot into the movie, so that's probably why it didn't do so good. Also, because of the terrifying CGI bodies, and also I haven't seen it, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so, the um, production of Cats... Came out in oop, 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 1981. Um, so the 80s were a strange time for musical theater. Basically, how this was conceptualized, there is this book by T.S. Eliot that's just a bunch of poems about cats called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. And Andrew Lloyd Webber just decided to put music to all those poems and give it almost a loosely based plot and call it a musical. So it's, um, it's a bit you, of a strange one. As you do. As you do. Yeah. And when you're just listening to the songs, they are very confusing because there is no plot and a lot of the show's spectacle and uh, impressiveness come from the fact that it is a very dance-heavy musical. I see. Yes. So, so you took a yeah. song from a dance-heavy musical about that I've never seen before. Yeah. And you were like, let's make an episode where I ask you about it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, honestly, I only picked a song from Cats because I wanted you to be able to guess one of the shows. Well, that's fair. So that was a softball. But I'll have you know I guessed two. You did? We'll get to that later. What? Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have about Cats because um, there's not a whole lot of uh, substance to Cats. But I'd like to take this quick moment here to give you... Couple more fun facts about Andrew Lloyd Webber. He is actually a lord. A lord, as in like he's like. Been knighted. Doesn't that mean you're a, a knight? Well, it means you get to use the title lord if you want. I thought it just meant you get to use the title sir. No, he's been knighted by the Queen of England. Right, isn't so that? So he is technically Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
I thought that just meant that you were like a sir, like Sir Paul, Mac- like Sir Paul McCartney. I don't know. Maybe you get to pick which one you use, or she's just like, you're a sir, you're a lord. I don't know the specifics of these things, but I do know that he gets to put Lord in front of his name because there is this great comedian who does an impersonation of Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber and it's hilarious and his name is Paul F. Tompkins and I would love to come on Comedy Bang Bang. Just going to throw that out there right now. Anytime you'd like, I would love to. Um, I'm a comedian. Uh, Anyways, totally unrelated to everything, but uh, yeah, he is a, he's a Lord. Officially. Stop Googling it, okay? Can you just let me have this one? He's a lord. I was just trying to figure... He's a lord! I was trying to figure out how you become a lord. I mean, maybe I want to do that one day. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to write at least four of the longest-running Broadway shows of all time. Okay. I mean, you know... You got to get started now. This just sounds like an interesting thing. I mean, apparently she can just bestow life peerages following recommendations by the Prime Minister or the House of Lords Appointments Commission. I mean, this is, um, you know, this yeah. is this is something. News to you, huh? You learned something about the real world in a musical discussion. Yeah, I guess so. Look at that. Also, fun fact about Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, the latest musical that he put on Broadway is a title you might recognize. He did an adaptation of School of Rock, School of Rock the Musical. Apparently, you can also bid on an open estate that comes with the title Lord. So apparently, if you buy a certain house... You can be a Lord. You can be a Lord. I guess Lord isn't that important. This title isn't cool anymore. (laughs) Here, I thought there was some divinity to it. Nah, (laughs) any old Joe can be a Lord. Because when I think about the Lord, I think about divine power. And I'm thinking if the Queen can just go out just like speaking divine power into existence... You know, maybe I want to get involved in something like that. Because you never know. Maybe there's just going to be one day where I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to die. Maybe I want some divinity in my life. Maybe I want to be a lord. Maybe I want to be a lord. Hallelujah. I thought that maybe the queen could help me out. But apparently she can't. Or you could just go buy a house. I'm bummed. All we really need is to do is to buy a house. I'm bummed. Let's go to the next one. (laughs) Okay, so what was your... Okay, so that was your number four, McCavity, correct? Yes. My number four, just because I want to say it... Um, was With One Look. I see. Which you haven't talked about yet. Is it your number three? Do, 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 do. Um, we've totally messed this up. We're going to correct this in real time. First of all, with the first song, I asked you what you would rate it, and you said 8 out of 10. Oh, Lord. And then you didn't give me your rating for the second song. You didn't give me any of your ratings. You didn't ask. Oh, well, I'm a bad host. (laughs) Shame on me. So what is your rating for our second song, which was Tell Me on a Sunday? Uh, Tell Me on a Sunday, I'll give a solid 6 out of 10. Okay, and what is yours for McCavity? McCavity, lyrically alone, sorry T.S. Eliot, I'm going to give it like a 5. Okay, so now the my number 3 song is, um... What about your ratings? Come on, you don't get off that easy. Of course I do. I'm the guest. Oh, God. So, the number three song I have here is I'd Be Surprisingly Good For You. Ooh, wonderful. All right. Interesting. Lovely. So, uh, first impressions of this song. Do you have any idea what this song is about or who the characters might be or any inkling of what show it might be from? 
all I could tell was that it sounded like it was, you know, Spanish people performing over French music. I was like, I just thought <laughs> to myself, like, with that accordion in the background, this has to be in Paris. But those two have to be Spanish. So that's all I could get from this. So I'll tell you this much. You know, it seemed as though these two were really thirsty for each other. And maybe, <laughs> just maybe, they'll find a way to be together in the end. Honestly, <laughs> that's pretty much the plot. Um, <laughs> couple Spanish people seducing each other. Um, so this is actually... Is that, is that really the, the plot? Basically. So this is from the musical Evita. And you may or may not know much of your Argentinian history, but this is based on the real-life story of Ava Perón. Have you ever heard of Ava Perón? No, but just for all of you at home, I want you all to know right now that I was silently doing a dance because I literally just made that up on the fly. So. That was hardly a dance. It was a slight <laughs> jiggle. <laughs> so, uh, basically, Ava is a woman who slept her way to the top. So, yeah. She was an actress, singer, radio figure, and she just, like, slept around, slept around, and eventually slept with this guy who's talking about in this charity ball, and then she kind of, like... Since she was with him and he was big in political things and army and stuff, she would made, was helping influence political moves and then eventually was like running for vice president and everything. This is real life stuff. So she got a lot of adoration and a lot of hatred from people who thought that the only reason she was up there was because she was a hoe. Well, I'm here to tell you like this. You know, you do what you gotta do. Alright? Hey, she's not a lord. That's, that's all I'm <laughs> trying to say. You do what you gotta do. You know? Let's just be real. You know, not everyone has the same path to the top. You know, sometimes you got to work the system a little bit. I give props to people who are, you know, disadvantaged by how the system is set up and they still find a way to win and they still find a way to shine. So, you Hell know, yeah. that's how I feel about that. I tip my cap to you. So you had to play it a little bit differently, had to sleep with some people, whatever. No big deal. You know what? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned... You know, men shouldn't be so manipul so easily manipulated. But yeah, they no are. joke, right? He's but just they like, are. He's just like, oh, you know what? You've got me thinking. I think by the way you have boobs, you'd be good for me too. Mm -hmm. And it's like no coincidence that you're here at my charity event. Yeah, not doing this for the money or for any underhanded reasons, I'm sure. You know, if the roles were reversed and women had all the power in society... And I knew that all I had to do was offer a girl some, you know, like some sex and that I could get what some I wanted. Some hanky, panky. I could get what I wanted out of life. The answer is yes. Of course <laughs> I would. I mean, what kind of question is that? You know? So I don't even know how they get bad, you know, like, oh, you're a whore. Like, that's terrible. No, that's a that's an entrepreneur right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Another fun fact about this is um, when it was made into a movie, which actually that movie, once again, is in the guest bedroom if you ever feel so inclined. Um, radio silence. <laughs> but, uh, the movie version stars two people who you definitely do know. The one and only Madonna and Antonio Banderas. Fair enough. There you go. Wait, they couldn't even get a person of color to play the Evita? Oh, I'm sure they could have. They chose not to, clearly. Um, <laughs> hey, this is, uh, this is like the 80s we're talking about here. Um, but I mean, Madonna was obviously a really popular pop star at the time. And that's, I think why they picked her, which is, I think a very controversial thing. Probably wasn't then. Probably was. It wasn't a bit. <laughs> Everyone was just like, oh my God, Madonna is going to be Ava Peron. Yes. Would not happen today. 
Um, but yeah, interesting fun fact. And we did not, I did not show you the version of Madonna singing. That was a Broadway version that we listened to. Good. I'm glad we got to listen to one less terrible thing. Which is, it is, you know, like, it is whitewash when you listen to the Madonna version. It's not, like, the one we listen to, like, she authentically sounds Spanish. That's how you were able to pick up on that, you know? Well, yeah. 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 It's it's just this crazy thing where, you know, like, you can't really embrace a race and culture when you're white um, that you're not part of. Weird. Weird thoughts. So, that is our four and three, right? What is your one through ten rating on this song? Oh, so I'd be surprisingly good for you. I put at my number three spot as well, actually. And what is your one through ten rating? Oh, my one through ten rating for this song... You know, it's just, it's just so sexy and so well written. And like when you hear it with the original like uh, instrumental composition behind it too, like it's just so smart, the like orchestration of it. I'm going to give it a solid, solid eight. So solid it took 10 minutes Probably to Probably like an 8.5. You know what? I was obviously stalling. Filla Buster. What's your 1 through 10 rating? You'll find out in the next segment. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess you'll have to come back to find out what Scrooge thinks about these things. Our second break of the day comes with a reoccurring theme that we like to call here. Uh, It's called the rumor mill. Rumor mill. And since we are transitioning outside of our musical episode and we'll be going back to the world of all things nerddom the next episode, I figured I would usher us back to that time by talking about the rumors of the... I mean, what are we going to call this? The nerd world? Rumor mill. And for the record, musical theater people are nerds too about a different topic. Yeah, but we don't really refer to musical theater people as nerds. They're just the, yeah, yeah, or geeks. They're artists. Are they nerds or geeks? Because they're definitely our musical theater nerds. They're artists. They're nerds. Anyway. Agree to disagree. I agree not to disagree. I am correct. So No, you're not. We are going. DM me. Tell me I'm right. I am going to talk about all the different things coming out soon that we are hearing rumors about. The very first one being that there is a rumor that... There will be a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse live-action movie. No. With Tom no. Holland meeting Spider-Man from different universes. Ugh, that's dumb. I don't like it. Including Andy Garfield's Spider-Man. I. And Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. No. I don't like it. Yes. I... Uh, look, the reason Spider-Verse was... It's not that... The reason Spider-Verse was so good because it was animated. You could do all that cool stuff. It was not, it felt really authentically comic book because of the kind of almost hand-drawn aspect of the animation. And, like, are they just redoing the same plot or is it going to be a sequel? They never just redo things. It's always, like, a different take on it. And <sighs> I mean, I'll watch it, but whatever. Listen, they got my money. I'll be there. I don't even care if it's not that great. I'll be there. Because this is a golden age. You know, this is the time where you can basically just put anything on a screen and people are going to show up and see it. So I'm going to check it out. Our second rumor, though, is that they are developing a 
Batman the Red Hood movie. Now, Jasmine's not familiar with this story. So not I'm a bit. I'm going to give you a quick little synopsis here. There was multiple Robins. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, you told me that. For Batman. Well, his second Robin was a guy by the name of Jason Todd, who mm-hmm. the Joker at one point abducts. Like, he kills him, doesn't he? He thought he killed him. <gasps> oh, no. And so this Jason Todd, like, gets, like, really scarred, like, emotionally and physically, and he thinks that Batman left him for dead because basically he did because Batman did thought that he died. Oh, bad move, Batman. And so years go by, and then he reappears in Gotham as the Red Hood, and he starts killing people. And basically what he's trying to send a message to Batman is that, like, he's killing all the people in Gotham who are bad because Batman doesn't kill people. And so... Got it. He's just like, you don't have the courage to do what's necessary because if you did, the Joker wouldn't have been able to do this to me. Honestly, fair point, dude. Honestly, I'm down for that. And it's going to be live action, you said? Yes. All right. Is it going to be the, um, uh, did it say anything about the cast? Is it going to be Mr. Robert Pattinson? It's in development right now, so okay. it might not even happen. That's how these things happen right now. Like, the ideas get pitched. And then they start developing it, and they see, like, you know, like, whether or not they can put a good script together, and if they can, then it becomes a movie. If they can't, then it was just a cool idea that never came to fruition. Well, I hope it does. It sounds like a cool idea. I think it'd be great. DC has so many good animated movies. Like, they have a, they have so much, like, potential for what they could do. They just have a really hard time just doing anything. I don't know. Verdict's out. We haven't seen Birds of Prey yet, but we will see it. So, final rumor of the day is that apparently that John Cena and The Rock will fight in Fast and that's Furious not, that's 10. Not, that's not a rumor. Yes, it dumb. is. Yes, it is. And oh, God. we are so excited. <laughs> we, are, we are obviously both very excited and on board for this. I've never been so excited in my life, even when I got a tuition raver for college. Nope, this is better. Listen. Not everyone's so fortunate to get a tuition waiver, but we can yeah, all be humble brag. we can all be so fortunate to watch two former WWE stars fight <sighs> in a Fast and Furious movie, what which if, is basically just WWE on wheels. What if they fight on top of a car in space? It's not going to space. <laughs> it's not gonna. I don't even care. I'm. Bleh. I'm never, ever, I will say this now here on the record, ever watching Fast and the Furious for this podcast. I don't care how much you want to force your interest upon me. I won't do it. Tune in next season when we review (laughs) Fast and Furious. I will kill you. No thank you ever. Come back in a bit here and we'll be going back to a nice friendly world of musicals. Alright everybody, thank you for coming back to the exciting, enthralling, captivating conclusion of Top 6 Randomly Chosen Andrew Lloyd Webber Songs Chosen by Me in No Particular Order for Any Reason. So, we have come down to the final two, uh, Scrooge here's favorite songs that I picked out, and this is really exciting because you guys don't actually know which two songs they are. I bet you're thinking, ooh, is it that Andrew Lloyd Webber song that I love, or the other one that I adore? Did you um, just say enthralled? 
Yeah, enthralled. What's wrong with enthralled? You know, I was thinking about that when we were talking, when I listened to that, like, I'd be surprisingly good for you. Is that what the song was called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said that he looked, when he was talking to the girl on that song, he was like, I'm so enthralled by you. Who says that? Who um, says enthralled? Uh, <laughs> Tim Rice? <laughs> Tim Rice. Wish I had more hands so I can give this comment four thumbs down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so... Let's just move right along here. What is your number two? The deuce. The silver medal. The almost the best. Uh, With one look is number two for me. I was able to pick up after listening. I listened to this one twice. So because at the very end of listening to it the first time, I realized that it it sounded like it was from Sunset Boulevard. Uh Uh-huh. They made a musical about that? Oh, yeah. Why the hell not? So <laughs> I listened to this song a second time. And after listening to it the second time, I realized that I liked it a lot more because I was able to actually put together in my mind what was going on. Because you knew like who the actual character was singing it. Context. Context is important. Very. <laughs> but I also think this is a fun little experiment. And I think it's cute and smart. I'm giving your experiment. No, don't! <laughs> you love it. I I'm exposing really... you to different types of music without making you watch a full-blown musical that you might hate. I remember Sunset Boulevard, and I remember liking parts of that movie and not liking parts of that movie. But when I'm listening to this song, and she's talking about having one more chance, it really puts me back into that framework of watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And about like how that whole movie was centered around the idea of her just getting... One more shot at, you know, like her acting career. Yeah. And it honestly was a little more touching. You know, yeah. like even though so it was like a slow tempo and it was like at first it was like, you know, like this is not my tempo. And then <laughs> listening to it the second time around, I was like, okay, I'm a little more invested this time because I understand what is happening in this moment. Yeah. It's a little less confusing why she's talking about how she looks at you because you're like, oh, she's just you know, marveling in her silent film career and how how wonderful and beautiful she used to be and how she still has all those skills. And, like, once you know it's that older, kind of strange, exotic woman singing this song, it makes a lot more sense. You're right. Indeed. You're right. Indeed. Um, so I actually had put With One Look at number four spot, so I was a little lower on my list just because... Uh, it's, it's tough because then on my side, I'm influenced by the fact that Sunset Boulevard should have never been a musical to begin with. Um, it's a weird choice, and the movie was perfectly fine, and you're not going to ever, like, recreate that performance. So, like, why try? But... Money. I, yeah. <laughs> but I picked this song because little me, who was a little 17-year-old going to state music festival... So, like, last year. No, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm that young. Thank you. Of course. I'm, I'm a young lady. Uh, anyways, I was uh, trying to find a song to sing and I had that box set and I loved this song and I like brought it to my teacher's attention. She found the music, she bought it for me and she was just like, just so you know, Jasmine, they're going to tear you apart for picking this song because you're not supposed to sing musical theater at, you know, state music festival because you're supposed to sing classical music. And I was just like, I don't even care. It's my senior year and I want to do it. And um, yeah, no, I did not make it to, um, or it's district musical music festival. And I did not make it to state because they literally like gave me almost fives on everything else in the song choice. They were like, no, <laughs> terrible song choice. 
haters. I know. Like, why can't a 17-year-old girl sing her heart out about her career as a, like, woman in her 60s or 70s for a vocal competition? Why not? Haters. I agree. Definite haters. They probably would have given us four-star reviews. I was just about to say that. (laughs) Oh, beat you to the punch. Damn. (laughs) Beat you to the bullet punch. I'll be the one to die first in the suicide pact. You just took it to a really weird place. It didn't need to go. I know. Sometimes I go too far. I, it was good, and then I ruined it. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you, went over, <laughs> you went over the line there. Yeah, I know. I crossed the line. I do it a lot. This is edgy podcasting, okay? Okay, listen. Okay, this podcast doesn't park itself like that car, okay? Okay, <laughs> obviously we just watched the Super Bowl ad. <laughs> You're telling, you're giving away when we record these. Well. Darn it, Scrooge. Come on. These things happen, yeah. And it's a Sunday. Tell me on a Sunday, would you, what day it is? It's Monday, because it's past midnight. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Um, anyways, you're such a logical person, and it bothers me sometimes. Um, I'm so nice to my guests. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. Man, we have a lot of tension. Um... (laughs) So that's a that's a great choice, which makes me so happy because now I know what your number one is, and it's my number one as well. And you made the right choice because it's the best song that I picked. Tell them what your number one is. Um, my number one is. Hold on, I have it written down somewhere. It's Heaven on Their Minds. Um, from I'm gonna take a stab at this from Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow, how'd you guess that one? Uh. Well, something about Jesus. Just he does say his name quite just, a few times. Just really had a hit home. But the real thing here is the fact that I even knew that was a musical. Well, yeah, because I recorded it last year when the live musical was there, and it was sitting in our DVR for about three months, so I guess you had seen the name Listen, a, while, you, a bit. You must think that I have some crazy good memory, okay? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I am proud of you for pulling that one out. It was another one that I picked because I knew he said Jesus like 20 times. And I was like, well, if he remembers that Jesus Christ Superstar is a musical, he'll remember that this is from this. Um, But do you have any idea of what character might be singing this? The one that John Legend played. No, John Legend was Jesus. Gal. Well, I mean, at least you remembered that, I guess. Hey, I got three of these six. <laughs> Let's be fair. For a person who doesn't know any musicals, I got three of the six. Fair enough. So, this is from Jesus Christ Superstar, which is one of my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals because it is so, like, rock and roll, like, like authentically rock and roll, and the singing is incredible. And um, Can I interject for one moment here? Yeah. This is my tempo. This is my this is my effing tempo, okay? Fast, hard, lots of uh, vocal. Um, what's the word for him? God, I went to music school. Never mind. Oh, um, no one's judging you here, okay? No one's giving you a four star. Nobody. No Don't one. you dare. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is Tim Rice again, the lyricist, and this is a rock opera which has very, very, very little dialogue in it. It is very long. Um, the movie, once again, is in the guest bedroom if you would like to uh, watch it. It's about three hours long. Um, and it, it, it just is about Jesus and his life. But it takes an interesting spin on things because you get to see more of the other characters of that time, Mary Magdalene and Judas and them, and kind of like get into their psychology and their psyche. And this song that we listened to was sang by Judas, and it is the opening number of the musical. 
and he's he's judging Jesus on how he is uh, going about his way of doing things and how he's basically saying, you know, like, this was all fine when you were just preaching good things, but now you have to say that you're God and you're getting greedy and these people are going to question you and you're basically dooming yourself. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, Judas is basically just like the old school version of Takashi 6 9 we don't, we don't need any of his nonsense running around here. But you liked his song. You know, I'm sure Takashi makes great music, too. Who's Takashi? <laughs> to be saved for another podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, a couple other quick uh, fun facts about this. I mean, I've won a ton of fuck um Look at that. I did, I did it again. I didn't cuss. You did. Um, this is like a, you know, a record for you. I'm, I'm doing it, man. Um, Ava won a bunch of awards as well. Um, and the really big thing about this was that it featured a very interracial cast. Um, you know, like a, the ensemble and a lot of the characters. Judas is played traditionally and usually by an African-American person. The ca- they made sure the ensemble was mixed different races. And this was kind of one of the first times that like a person had made that like a definite effort to make a mixed race cast would it like not like it affected the story they weren't like making a point to be like oh judas was black they were just like it doesn't matter if judas is black because it's not about what colors they are it's just that it was kind of a big statement and it was like all very 70s and hippie and it was really good you know i'm really great at explaining things i'm not gonna lie to you one of my favorite this is gonna seem a little Random, but I'm going to make it make sense in like 30 seconds here. All right. One of my favorite comedians is Chris Rock. Of course. Okay. And he had a stand-up special in like 1990s where he was talking about how like, you know, like certain types of people like to just get credit for things they're supposed to do. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, do you want a cookie? Because, you know, people like bragging about like taking care of their kids or bragging about not going to jail. It's just like, (laughs) oh, well, that's fantastic. You know, like, look at you just doing things you're supposed to do. And then so, like, just, you know, kind of is poking fun at the fact that people want to, like, get praise for things that they're just supposed to do. Yeah, mm. but, you know, it's it's important for people to, for it to be normalized, you know? Like, it, even though, you know, it's maybe that they weren't doing it for the praise. Maybe they were just doing it because they said, oh, I know so many talented people and I want them all to be able to be on stage together. Hopefully. Yeah, we will never truly know Andrew Lloyd Webber's, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, intentions. I'm not calling him that. He is a lord. I'm not calling you him that. You will call him that. He was knighted by the queen. No, I just looked it up, okay? It's my prerogative. Oh my god. Oh, you have, you have, you have the right not to obey somebody's lordship. <laughs> oh, goodness. Very, very funny. Um, but an American. We have freedom. Oh my god, what? We don't get political here, okay? We're not even American. Like, we don't even, we we don't identify as any country or anything. I identify with freedom. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, how do you like that one Kid Rock song, huh? American, uh, what's it called? American Badass. Yeah, yeah, is that how you identify? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, this has really been a fun episode, I think. Uh, kind of introducing and exposing and forcing you to listen to different tidbits and snippets of the musical theater world of Andrew Lloyd Webber. We'll be doing more of these with different composers in mind, and hopefully we'll be having some guest uh, guest artists, guest judges. No. We will be having guests. guests. Just guests. <laughs> guests will be coming next time, because 
let's be fair, people. For you listening at home, it's pretty clear that, like, I'm not the brains of this operation, so we need another musical genius. And honestly, I'm clearly not very good at explaining things. So and we I, will find yeah. a musical genius, and we will bring them we will, here. We will find a musical expert. To and, our living room. Yeah, it'll be great. And we'll we will record. Have them sit crisscross applesauce on the ground and record into this microphone. Yes, we will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, one other quick fact. Andrew Lloyd Webber is one of only 15 people to have an EGOT. Hmm. Final fun fact. What is your rating of this song? Oh, it's a solid 10. This song is oh, so good. Hmm. I have a very specific reason why I don't give 10s out to anything, but you'll find that out next time. Oh, my God. that is our show for today thank you for tuning in to flip it and reverse it as always my name is jasmine sherman and you can find me on instagram at the real jasmine sherman uh you can find scrooge here on instagram where's that uh at the uh well uh you know we practice this so many times i'm still messing it up this is terrible news <laughs> terrible news you don't even <laughs> want to find me on instagram but if you decide that you are semi-interested in where you can find my stuff it's on the ask why not page it is ask underscore why underscore not the ask why not page we don't post anything of consequence but it might be interesting to check us out anyway oh i'm stealing your thunder now because you can also check us out ah. on the flip it and reverse it instagram page at flip it and reverse it podcast yeah you can and you know what you can do while you're over there you can send us a dm tell us what you thought of the episode ask us questions we might answer them in future episodes chat us up whatever Go on to your Apple or Podbean or whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you give us a like and a subscribe and a review and all your money. Basically, um, our outro is us telling you like 7,000 things to do. Just like us. It's a to-do list. It's it is. What it Are is. you taking notes? It's there will be no quiz because I'm a nice teacher. It's a grocery list. Yeah. yeah. Carrots and like us, subscribe, and five stars ratings. You don't want four star ratings because those are the rotten kiwis. Yes, if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, please go ahead and scroll up and write us a review and leave us a five-star rating. Yeah, I need praise, okay? I live, I thrive off of it. Yeah, we need that feedback, people. And don't give us four-star ratings because four-star ratings are for... Gargoyles. Yes, of <laughs> course. Remember that TV show, the cartoon? That Gargoyles? was a solid TV show. Honestly, is it on Disney Plus? Well, yeah. I mean, all right. So we're going to end the episode now. <laughs> uh, I got stuff to do. Um, tune in next week. Uh, where no, 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 no. What? No. What did I forget? A final thought of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is your final thought of the day, Mr. Scrooge? My final thought of the day is I'm totally going to date us right now. We are recording this episode tonight that the Super Bowl just happened. It's true. It's true. So we're recording this now, but you'll hear this weeks from now. Um, so my final thought of the day is I am super happy for Andy Reid, uh, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I he was my coach of my team for when I was growing up, and I was always sad that we never got a chance to win the Super Bowl with him, and I am just really happy for him that he finally got that title. He deserves it. Congratulations, Coach Reid. Aw, very sweet. I love it. My final thought of the day is, well, we might as well just stay on topic. Damn, Shakira. Damn, J-Lo. 
you're good, you're oh. not basic, you're sexy AF. I will never look like that at 50 years old. I mean, you can do the tongue thing, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can totally do that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a moment. I think she meant to do something like, like hot, sexy thing, and it was just like, blah, 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 blah. It worked out. It was cute. Whatever. Yeah. You can't you can't win them all, right? Um, but yeah, that's been our episode today. Make sure you uh, tune in next week where uh, Sir Scrooge here will be in charge. And we'll see you soon. I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Bye.